This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. Big news on today's podcast. Baker Mayfield traded to the Carolina Panthers. I'm Andy Baskin. He's Daryl Ryder. Daryl, we just got the news in. You tell us. What does this mean? And what do you think of the trade? I told you so. He figures. I knew you'd go down that road. <laughs> I've been telling you for months, Baker Mayfield was done with the Cleveland Browns and the Browns were done with Baker Mayfield. He was not going to be here at the start of training camp. Uh, I would like to thank them, by the way, for doing this during my vacation. Good job out of them. Uh, But also even better job, the fact that they finally got this damn thing done, right? I mean, we, we have been waiting since the uh, the middle of March for them to send Baker out of here. So uh, April, May, June, July. So a four-month odyssey for the Carolina Panthers, right? Is that what their GM is going to say at the introductory press conference? Andy, we did our due diligence on Baker. It was a four-month odyssey for us. I don't know. Let, let's look at this trade. And you're right, it is a four-month. And I, I'm, I wonder what the Browns are going to say, too. Let, let's start here. Let's look at the trade itself. Um, you know, Baker is going to eat $3 million of this deal, although there is a report out there that he can earn back some of that money in incentives. The Browns will pay $10 million of his deal, um, and then there's a couple draft picks put in there. I mean, really, it's, there's not a whole lot to it, other than the fact it looks like the Browns are only going to pay $10 million to let him go to Carolina. The Browns got nothing for this, let's be honest. Yep, they gave him away. Hmm. They gave him away, and – Odds are the guy who replaces him is not even going to be allowed to play. How about that one? Because <laughs> the Browns open the season with the Panthers. Week one will be very, very interesting. So I, I, 
the, the Cleveland will pay ten point five million of Mayfield's salary. The Panthers will pay him about five million, and Mayfield agreeing to take the pay cut. He took a haircut. That's how bad he wanted out. How yeah. ugly was this between the Browns and Mayfield? Because as you had said, and I had said before, there was no, there was a the point of no return happened right when the deal went down when Watson said no to the Browns initially before turning around. That was it. He was done that day. Yeah, the moment they got on the plane, the moment that uh, Baker put out the thank you slash goodbye to the city of Cleveland on his social media feeds, yeah, that was the point of no return. I think that the Browns made the decision to move on from Baker early in the offseason process. Um, And uh, if they could, with the stipulation that they could find a legitimate upgrade. Otherwise, they were willing to ride this out with him, the rookie contract. I don't know that the Browns were willing to extend him at that point. But um, I, I don't like using the word ugly because I don't, I don't know that that's necessarily a fair characterization. But difference of opinion, sure. Uh, it's no secret that him and Kevin Stefanski, especially – the second half of the season started to clash. Just listen to the the post game press conferences, especially Baker's, and you can tell. Um, so there was friction there. Baker obviously frustrated. He's uh, on a couple of fronts. One, he's not performing uh, in a year in which he was trying to earn a contract extension, but he was also uh, playing through an injury or with an injury that was limiting his ability to play at a level that was going to earn him that contract extension. But sure, yeah, there there was friction behind the scenes. There's no question about it. Uh, go back to the Odell Beckham Jr. situation. Uh, I, I think that Baker shares, obviously, some of the blame in that. Uh, so, yeah, it just it, it is amazing how quickly everything deteriorated with the Browns, right? It went from a player to away from the AFC championship game Series, yeah. In 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 mid January, to team doesn't make the playoffs. Odell forces his way out of town because the quarterback won't throw him the football or look in his direction. Uh, the quarterback's not getting along with the head coach, and then ultimately the team starts looking for a better quarterback. Who we were just talking about how how many hundreds of millions were going to be in his contract extension. And then, you know, they hop on the plane to try and recruit and obviously successfully recruit Deshaun Watson to waive the no-trade clause to come to the Browns for $230 million. And as I said earlier, uh, the uh, Watson, uh, probably, odds are, we'll see what Sue L. Robinson comes out with as far as uh, uh, her ruling goes in the next couple of weeks here. But odds are, right now, as we have this conversation, I don't think it's unfair to say that there's a good chance Deshaun Watson is not going to be allowed to play against Baker Mayfield. So get your popcorn ready for Jacoby Brissett versus Baker Mayfield, and the Browns are going to lose by three touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, I already had a quick predict, uh, which what we do on our show on Friday is where people give the score 38-10 Carolina week one. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But Baker is going to have a career game that day. Yards. You know that, yeah. right? He's going to throw for 400 yards. He's going to throw three touchdowns. He's going to be dancing. I don't know if he's going to like run over and hand Kevin Stefanski a football like they did to Hugh Jackson in Cincinnati. I don't know if it's going to be that extreme. But yeah, Baker's going to be on his A game uh, in week one. And as we know, historically, the Browns suck in week one. They've only won one time since 1999. They tied another one. So quick math, that's what? One, 21, and one or something like that? One, uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Death taxes and the Browns start the season without winning a football game. Mm, there you go. Hey, listen, Daryl, why was Baker Mayfield on the field after week two, three? Because that's the number one question I'll be asking myself about this last year that we think about with Baker Mayfield. Like, why was he on the field? And I got to tell you, I've heard every theory, even one that I don't even think I've talked about, where his being on the field was tied to his endorsement dollars. And that, you know, there was endorsement stuff that, that Baker was doing that he needed to be on the field so the endorsements would run. Right. I mean, that that's like the big conspiracy theory that I always heard in the background. Now, is there any truth to that? I, I never could, you know, get an answer on that. But, I mean, we heard every reason. Why was Baker on the field after week three when we knew he was hurt? Was that because Baker wanted to be on the field? Is that because Kevin Stefanski wanted him on the field? And then you could run with other stuff with like, well, maybe the Browns were ready to move on at that point and we're ready to throw him at the Wolves. I mean, that's another – again – conspiracy theory stuff here I'm not there's no 100% fact behind any of that so I just want to make sure that's out there yeah I I mean it was you know multifaceted Baker saying that he was able to play uh the medical staff saying that uh medically he was okay to play and uh the coaching staff basically saying well you're the you're the starting quarterback and if uh, the docs say you can play and you say you can play well go out there and play um and so he did, and uh, again, he was unable to play at a level that was going to earn him the good graces of everybody to get him that big contract extension that he was hoping for. And uh, also, too, the, I, I really think that the situation with Odell Beckham Jr. festered within the locker room. You go back to what was said immediately after the official deterioration of the relationship with Odell, in uh, the team after daddy did Odell a solid and, and posted that video on his son's behalf, right? Right. That, uh, quite frankly, pissed everybody off, including within the Browns building. Um, and is that why Baker wouldn't, is that why Baker wouldn't throw to him anymore? Do you think that's why? Well, I mean, no, Darryl, the, you, no, you no the video, the, the video was of him not throwing. No, to I him. know. And then I think that just sealed the deal after that. Correct. Because there were yeah, games Yeah, because afterwards. if you thought I wasn't throwing to you before, now I'm not going to. So yeah, there, it was pointless I mean, to keep Odell around because yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> the, the, the bridge had been nuked between those, the, the, you know, those two guys and, and Odell, 
was one of the most beloved members of that locker room. And that's why after everything deteriorated that week went on, right, every player that we asked about the Odell situation, right, was saying, we want him back with open arms, please. Hopefully this can be repaired, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that that spoke volumes as to where the players viewed the fault in things falling apart, right? Right. And then the other thing you look at, too, is typically uh, on uh, when it comes to social media, because these guys love tweeting each other, posting on each other's Instagram, and you know, commenting, whatever. Um, you know, when your starting quarterback goes in for surgery, typically teammates will, hey, get better soon, you know, heal up. You know, that type of a response. Uh, I don't recall a single teammate posting a word about Baker Mayfield uh, recovering from surgery on social media. And that was a little eye-opening as well. But, Daryl, um, don't you think that a lot of those guys just didn't meanwhile, want to be, But, Daryl, hang on. Those guys didn't want to be involved at that point. But, no, hang on. Because, meanwhile, as Odell's going through the playoffs, what are they all doing? The guy that quit on them, the guy that wanted out, Right? right? What are they doing? They're patting him on the back. Love you, Odell. So happy for you. Then he wins the Super Bowl. Couldn't happen to a better teammate. Yada, yada. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I'm just, I'm painting the contrasting views, right? And okay. and how the, yeah, yeah, again, the player that quit on him, that orchestrated his way out of town, right? He is, he is getting all the adulation and that there's zero resentment from players over that, right? And the, the teammate that played hurt up until the last week of the season, just uncertain. Yeah, they didn't seem to really care all that much, right? Right. Maybe a couple of the offensive linemen, but outside of that, not a lot of public love shown toward Baker Mayfield's direction. And I'm just spitting facts here. Like, the, the, it, it, it's plain as day to see. So, um, you know, clearly there was, uh, you know, there were issues. Uh, within the locker room, and I think that that's part of the reason you've seen this offseason when you look at how this offseason program has been conducted, Andy, how much focus has been put on team bonding, you know, whether it's Kevin Stefanski throwing a basketball hoop out on the practice field for guys to play knockout or horse or whatever with, right? Right. To uh, going to the Cavs for a workout or taking them to Canton to the Hall of Fame or you know, doing a movie night type of thing or, you know, Deshaun and Miles taking respective teammates on vacation. And there's a lot of emphasis and focus placed on that that chemistry. And granted, yes, to be fair, the COVID protocols and the inability to gather because of those protocols, part and, part and parcel to why maybe some of that cohesion wasn't there. But guess what? At the height of the pandemic, first year of the pandemic, they got along enough to win 11 games and, and make the playoffs. So it's the pandemic isn't necessarily the entire excuse as to why there wasn't much team bonding during the 2021 season because I think there was just so much friction going on behind the scenes. All right, Daryl. So we are talking about Baker Mayfield being traded to Carolina and everything else that goes along with that. And you're listening to the It's Always Game Day in Cleveland podcast. If you like what you're listening to, please subscribe. I'll even beg you. Please subscribe or give us a bunch of uh, stars along the way. And, of course, you can always find us uh, here on the Odyssey.com app. So we appreciate you being with us. And tell your friends about us, too. By the way, we now have an Instagram account, too, at uh, game day CLE along with our Twitter account, which has the same handle at game day CLE. Let's come back. Let's talk a little bit more about the impact that Baker Mayfield had on the Browns during his short tenure 
with the team. Although compared to other quarterbacks, it feels kind of long. It's always game day in Cleveland.